Handy. Let's go hunting. Hunting? Yeah. But it's nighttime. And? And it's winter. And? And we're in the middle of a city. Where else do you think the protesters are? Oh. Podcast Yggdrasil. In the red corner, the justice system of America and all that is right. And in the blue corner, Kyle fucking Rittenhouse. Why did you have to make this political? <laughs> we're back. Yeah, and we're like, it didn't take long. Your hair still looks the same. It's been like days instead of weeks and months. It's the same season. And Matthew, if we keep talking about it, our, our loyal listeners are going to notice how far between the episodes are. Shut up! I think they still notice, and they... Silence is golden. Okay, we're back and we're here to discuss the uh, Rittenhouse case. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the talk of the, the week, the month. Yeah, until someone does something crazy again. So like... Like ramming a car into a crowd full of people. Did you catch that? In Canada? No, no, no uh, it, wasn't, it was in the USA. Because yeah. Biden is getting a lot of shit for, you know, not going out and calling the perpetrator a terrorist. Because I, mean, I think, I, I think I the perpetrator be, is black. I, I gotta be so, honest, I didn't get too much into it, but... Isn't it like it's proven that the guy was already running from the police? I don't know. I haven't I, been following that. Following I, I, I that read something about myself. that. So like, it's probably not terror if you were already it's trying to evade the police. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about the details. Just, just kind of reminded me of it. But, but uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, for the people unaware, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, last year, was it? Two years ago? Last year. Last year. Uh, in Kenosha, during the riots and protests, he uh, shot and killed two people and injured a third. And it's gotten a lot of attention because of how young he was and or how young he is. And uh, yeah, because he was there as part of part of these far-right groups, these militias, as they call themselves. Apparently, child shoulders is a thing in a militia. Mm. And yeah, of course, the case has been heavily politicized. You know, the the right have taken to defending him with yeah, tooth and claw. The fence paid by by Tucker Carlson. Yeah, and the uh, progressives, progressives, the uh, I almost said the left, but that feels wrong. Uh, the other guys in yeah. American politics, there are no leftists in America, except you, Bernie. We love you. Uh, but yeah, the other side Let's had... Let's be honest, he's probably Canadian if we look deep down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the other side have... Yeah, they want Rittenhouse's head on a pole. And this week he was uh, acquitted? Is that the word? I think that's Cleared of all charges. So yeah, people are happy and unhappy. And here we are to discuss what we think. Okay, intro over. Uh, anything you want to start this off with? You Matthew? happy, Andy? Or are you unhappy? I think it would be unreasonable for anyone besides Kyle Rittenhouse to say they're happy about this. Then again, he did kill two people, so he shouldn't be happy about this at all. I'm... Uh, but no, I, I'm not happy, but I do think... It, it, it irks me to say this, but I do think it was right to clear him of the homicide charges. I do think that when you isolate the shootings down to, you know, those specific instances without taking anything else into account, you know, the surrounding circumstances, uh, I think it was right to clear him of the shootings. I think it was justified in that specific instance uh, in shooting Rosenbaum, and I think he was justified in shooting Hubert, the other guy who died, and I think he was justified in shooting Grosskreutz, the guy who was shot in the bicep. Uh, but yeah, even saying this leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and I know we somewhat at least disagree on this, uh, or some of the specifics, uh, but yeah, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth saying this, because... Yeah, like I said, I'm not happy because he shouldn't have been there that night. Uh, and I think he came there hoping to kill someone. 
I just think that he got way in over his head and didn't realize how horrifying such a situation is. And then he ended up defending himself with lethal force. And yeah, uh, take it to you, Matthew. (laughs) How do you feel? I mean, it's hard for me to put into words. I'm surprised at how fucked up the the, the law system is. We we, we talked about this a bit earlier, how that you can probably make a legal case for everybody involved in this if they for and against if they had ended up like being the part party killing the other party and i think it's very weird to have a law like when we're speaking about you know not just you know jaywalking or some minor bullshit in the Felonies. law but we're talking about like you know the use of lethal force and you can have a, a situation where you're like uh it's a battle royale whoever survives you You're in the clear. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. That's what that's what the system is and, like, and basically. I, you know, I think that proves that you know, for all the Second Amendment talk in this, that America is not capable of having people going around with guns because, the, the like, if your laws are last man standing, it's not working properly. Yeah, and. Uh, there's a saying, uh, we, we talked about it earlier, uh, and I remember how it goes now. It's an armed society is a polite society. Apparently not. And that's just not true. Uh, here, we had a situation where people were protesting, and there were certain individuals, you know, looting and, uh, you know, committing violence against mostly buildings, I think. You know, um, oh, uh, what's Harverk uh, in English? Um, I mean... Uh, vandalism, you know, mm. vandalizing and torching buildings, that kind of thing. Uh, that was the situation. And what escalated the situation was people like Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, he... I'm not going to call him a white supremacist, but he hangs out with other... He hangs out with white supremacists, and he mm. poses in pictures... If you were with... to judge him by his friends. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah... They say you shouldn't judge someone by their company, but yeah, you kind of should. Yeah, I mean, isn't you know what's the the saying that like you you are the amount of your five best friends or something like that? Yeah, I haven't heard that before, but uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I won't call him a white supremacist, but he hangs out with white supremacists and he makes white supremacist hand signs in pictures, and uh, he sings white supremacist songs. And I mean. If he wasn't loved by white supremacists before, <laughs> he, is he now. sure as hell is going to be yeah, now. He's going to be the poster boy for far-right killings, I guess. Yeah, poster I mean, killings. That's kind it's of gonna, it's going to be a hobby that, now. That's probably like the weirdest thing of all of this is that this kid is now probably set for life, like yeah. money-wise, because of shooting people. Yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't fuck up, and by fuck up, I mean. You know, say something that offends the far right. Trans uh, people exist. Yeah, he actually did. I think he when he he went, uh, recently, just yesterday or something, went on uh, Tucker Carlson, and I think he did say that he supports the BLM movement. He supports Black Lives Matter, and that rubbed a few people on the right the wrong way. But but like, isn't that part of him? Because I, I mean, not in that way, but you know, on the stand, he claimed that yeah, he was there to you know protect businesses, but also you know with a med kit to take care of people and protect them from getting hurt. I I thought that would be more of like you know him claiming to care about shit when he came there and wanted to wave his gun around. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen the full interview with Tucker Carlson, but uh, yeah. He's claiming he was there to protect businesses and help people. Uh, but yeah, he went on Tucker Carlson's show and said he supports the BLM movement. I'm pretty sure the reason is that he's he's currently being sued by the victims' families. Uh, the, people, the families of the people he shot. And if he can make a public appearance uh, of him... A pu- make a public impression of him, you know, being there... Yeah, uh, this, this more... is not the time for him to shit talk. Yeah, it, it it behooves him tactically to say these things. And yeah, I find it very strange that someone who, again, hangs out with white supremacists, parties with white supremacists, and makes uh, white supremacist hand signs and sings white supremacist songs, 
uh, I find it very strange that a person like that would support the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, and also if if that's something that is truly important to him, BLM, why were you like going crossing state lines to protecting some random business that you know? I mean, like who gives a fuck about it? I mean, sure, some people care about that business, but you know, in all scales of things, why did you choose to do that instead of marching with the protesters? Hmm. And again, he came to Kenosha with other white supremacists. So yeah, that was the crowd he was hanging out with. That was the group he was part of. Until he was separated from them and uh, the incidents happened. Then, uh, then he wasn't as tall. Yeah. Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, I want to start by saying I think Kyle Rittenhouse is... He seems like a piece of shit. <laughs> I think we've established that. He has all the traits... But that makes it all the more difficult for me to say what I think I have to say, and that is that I think it was right to clear him of the charges against him. Uh, I think it was wrong of the judge to drop those two charges that regarded underage possession of a weapon or something. Yeah, they're, they're, try, they're trying to bullshitting with like, oh, it, was it wasn't his weapon, so it wasn't illegal. Like, that's basically saying that, you know, like... Yeah, you can't come into this bar and buy a beer because you're too young. But if your friend joins you and buys the beer for you in front of us, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I think they should have gone after him still for that. But again, that judge didn't seem... I mean, the prosecution fucked up this case. They did a yeah. horrible job of prosecuting it. Yeah, like, I don't want to be but... cons like make conspiracies out of this. But if, like, if there's a, some point you want to make the case that... They tried to lose. This is like, you know, the textbook example you want to show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very strange what they did. The prosecution put on witnesses who, like the Grosskreutz Gross guy, the guy who got shot in the arm. Yeah. He basically torpedoed the prosecution's case uh, by admitting that he pointed his gun at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. And that was a witness prepared by the prosecution. And by all means, I want this to get out there. I'm, I'm happy he said it. Because it's the truth. I mean, I assume that when he's admitting such a thing, <laughs> that is true. So I'm glad he said Maybe it. Maybe got a, got a nice offer from a certain guy. Yeah, might be. Uh, but, but they also... One of the prosecutors, he, he, held, he held a rifle, an AR-15 or something. He held and pointed it at in the, in the courtroom. Did you see that? What? Yes. He held up a fucking AR-15 rifle... And pointed it. And at first, reports say that, oh, he pointed it at the jury. That's a bullshit. But he pointed it, he held it like this, in, you know, firing position, with his finger on the trigger. <laughs> in a case like this, that guy I mean, violated every gun safety rule. You, you're the one who's supposed to make the case that the other guy wasn't cautious enough. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, to sum up... Uh, I do think it was right to clear him because uh, after hearing testimony, uh, seeing the videos again, uh, yeah, I think he was justified in shooting those people. I just don't think he was justified in being there, in holding a weapon, or yeah, being anywhere near that fucking state at all. The problem is those are... In, you have to separate those instances, those incidents. Uh, I mean, him being there. If you if you can make a case and saying you know he did this, this illegal thing, then he did this illegal thing, and then he did this illegal thing, and then he ended up in this situation in which it's kind of reasonable that he does what he does. But like, if if several like points of you know crime or bad faith has, well, you 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 can you can make you know a, a sort of broader. Uh, sure, if you could, if you could prove that he went there planning to kill people, and I believe he did. I think he was he was one of those little shits who hangs out with people who he thinks are tough. Uh, all these far right uh, extremists, uh, what what the fuck are their names? The Proud, uh, boys Proud boys and yeah. other yeah, the, the the henchmen or what the, the there's there's another another one, the henchmen or something something lame. You, you know America is fucked when you can't even remember all the neo-Nazi <laughs> yeah, groups. Henchmen or the Legion, something terribly lame. Anyway, I think he's, he hangs out with those people. He gets fired up, hyped up, thinks he's a badass for, you know, slinging his rifle around. 
I think he went there hoping to, you know, stand behind some barricades, and along with his other piece of shit buddies, I think he wanted to kill people. He, I think he wanted to know how that feels and be able to tell that story. Hey, I killed some protesters, oh, I killed some guys, yeah. I think that was what he was going for. And then I think once he got separated from his group and shut out from the parking lot they said they were defending, the, the parking, no, uh, some car lot, yeah, cars, car shop. Uh, yeah, the police uh, stopped him from returning to the lot and he was separated and was alone. And at that point, I think he got way in over his head because suddenly he was surrounded by tons of people who he, yeah, it was a difficult situation to... Didn't really take well to him pointing, waving around with a gun. Yeah, and suddenly he was out in the open with a bunch of people around him who also had guns and who were very aggressive towards him. It's it's easy to be tough when you have people backing you up, but, you know, it's the classic point, you know, from, from movies where, like, some villain holds, like, a scary speech and then, like, you know... Yeah, we're gonna take you. And then, like, all his minions have, like, panicked and run away. Like, oh, shit. And then you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I think that was the situation he ended up in. And that's a legitimately horrifying situation to end up in. I'm... I almost said I'm happy he ended up there, but he did end up killing people. But I just realized I'm, something horrible. What? Like, some, oh, some conservative, you know, group, you know, whether it's gonna be, like, you know whatever that Ben Shapiro thing is or something else, they're going to make a movie about this, about the hero, Kyle Rittenhouse, <sighs> behind enemy lines, yeah. having to defend himself against the evil BLM mob. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh. And it's probably some way going to star, what's her name again, Gina, you know, the Mandalorian woman that has kicked off. <laughs> yeah, Gina Carrero or whatever it yeah. was. <laughs> she can play Kyle. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Gina Carrero is Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> He may look 40 and female, but, you know, trans. <laughs> he identifies, she identifies as a 17-year-old murderer. Uh, but yeah, I think once he ended up in that situation, he was rightfully, uh, I won't say panicked, because he acted pretty, again, feels bad to say it, but uh, he didn't act as out of control as I would have expected. He made a what seemed like a tactical retreat. I mean, he retreated from the crowd and uh, was followed and attacked and ended up killing two people and injuring a third. Uh, yeah. So. Funny thing I mm-hmm. forgot. Um, after killing, you know, the second, police are coming in and they're responding <laughs> to an active shooter. Yeah. He's walking towards the police. But were they responding to an active active shooter or were they just there? Uh, the, the reports I read said that they were responding to an active shooter. Because there were a lot of cops there. And, and like, I mean, not the, the cops were there in general. And then, you know, he shoots and then cops are sent in because, hey, somebody's shooting over there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's a proper response to send a lot of cops and to an active shooter. And he's walking but, uh, towards them. And he's running, actually. He's he, jogging. <laughs> that's probably smart on his behalf. Mm. Uh, and none of the cops ever consider that he might be the shooter. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw the video, but uh, in the video, I'm pretty... Yeah, I'm 99% sure that he he's jogging towards the cops, and, you know, I think he's holding his hands yeah, up. Yeah, he... he showing like, that... The rifle hangs, yeah. like, on his strap, and, and he has his hands thing, up. And the first thing you can hear a cop say in the video I saw was, uh, is, uh, uh, is, uh, anyone, uh, is anyone shot, or are, is anyone injured, or uh, are you okay? Or something... <laughs> Something you would not hear if the shooter was a black man. Yeah, and <laughs> if a I mean, black man had been not coming... only that, they're coming there to you know find a shooter, and they end up I think pepper spraying him or something because like they're like Rittenhouse? Yeah, they're telling oh. him to get away because they're like, hey, we're here of police business. We're co- gonna find like a shooter in here. Get away! And like he... <laughs> you there with the recently fired gun. <laughs> yeah, and, and wild like, eyes. <laughs> it's, the smoke are probably almost you know still coming out of the barrel, and they, they see his rifle because like it's not like he dropped no, it's it. Strapped He's across strapped his across him, and then they don't even consider asking if you know he might have been involved. Yeah, and just imagine all the situations, all the videos you've seen of you know cops being called anywhere even even when you're not in a citywide 
riot situation where cops come rolling up and before they've even stopped the car, they're already loading their Glocks, yeah. firing their guns. You, you might you might have it like a yellow water pistol and like bullets will be hailing down upon you. But, I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, we've seen, there are videos it of... It ain't the first time they cooperated with the Proud Boys. No, I mean, there are videos of them warning the Proud Boys that, hey, uh, we're going to be storming this area and arresting and pepper spraying and abusing people. So would you mind moving to another area so we don't affect you, please? Yeah? We don't want to hurt Thank your feelings. You. Yeah, we don't, we don't want anyone here to get hurt. So, yeah, the police credibility is, well not credible but that's the situation that's basically what happened uh i think the broader ramification of this case is way scarier yeah i mean this case has because we could argue the legality like i told you when we discussed this before we recorded uh the legality of this isn't what interests me the most Originally, uh, it's uh, when I view this case and you know say my opinion on it. It's mostly based on what I think is right, uh, and where I, that's why I say that I'm glad. Uh, glad. I'm that, pretty sure that legally, Rittenhouse is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what was I saying? Yeah, um, that's why. So based on that, that's my. POV, that's my point of view, when I say that I'm glad that he was cleared of the charges, because if you, yeah, in those situations, I think he was right to shoot the people he shot. They were attacking him, and even though he shouldn't have been there, it was this, it was self-defense. But, point, <laughs> point one, uh, like you said, the judicial system, the legal system in America is fucked up. Yeah, the, the fact that the people attacking him, if they had beaten him to death, or if the, the other guy had, you know, disarmed him and, you know, he had died in, you know, the fight of the rifle, both of them would be, if the law as function as it has so far up until now, would be cleared of all charges for self-defense. And it's absurd that, you know, that it can go all the ways at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a clear sign of a justice system that just isn't, isn't just. Yeah, that isn't just and just isn't working by, you know, sane rules. Because, like you said, if Rittenhouse had been killed by, say, Hubert, his second victim, or Grosskreutz uh, the third, uh, if he had been killed by one of those people, those people could have easily been where Rittenhouse is now. And by that, I mean cleared of all charges. They could have claimed self-defense. Probably wouldn't have gotten a deal with Tucker Carlson, though. No, that's probably true. Uh, and that's fucked up. That's just messed up yes they everybody just, should get a deal with tucker carlson yeah, the legal system shouldn't work this way but as you were poking us into uh the further ramifications about this uh the legal stuff is what makes this case really really important uh because after this vigilantism yeah is perfectly fine as long as you're the last person standing because Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been in Kenosha. He had no reason to be there. I, I've seen people claim that, oh, but his, his dad lives in the city. Uh, oh, okay. And was he there protecting his dad's house? No, he wasn't. Uh, but I mean, not even Did that. his dad own the car, car dealership? Yeah, and I mean, like, the, deal at? the dealership went on the stand and said, you know, we never asked for anybody to come here. There were nobody here on behalf of us. Yeah, it was just his far-right group saying, hey, let's meet up there, and yeah. And at that point... When we start killing people, it's going to start there. You're just a vigilante, and I mean, what's legal in, as a winter lad in uh, America is, you know, a little bit here and a little if bit it. there. Hmm. But uh, what's, what's the saying that, you know... If people open up fire in, you know, a protest or something again, they're going to feel justified doing so after this. Yeah, and I mean, t take January 6th, for example. You know, the, yeah. the coup attempt, the insurrection. If I had been there, okay, if I was an American and I was there, I could have gunned down basically every single person in that crowd and gotten away with it. Just, yeah, it was such a chaotic situation. And uh, yeah, as long as, I, as long as I wasn't killing them with a sniper rifle, you could have 
yeah, easily killed a hundred people and been in the clear legally. Because you were there to stop the violence, to, you know, provide aid to those hurt. And That's absurd. Yeah, just listen to what I'm saying. It's crazy. Is that is that how it's supposed to work? Like, America wasn't already, like, a clusterfuck waiting to explode. Yeah, I mean, tensions are high in America right now. Uh, rightly so, I'd say, but... Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it makes it legitimately, life-threateningly dangerous to go protesting. Because all you need is one person, one person in your group doing something out of line, and you might get a lethal reaction from some other fucker with a gun. And that fucker with a gun might be legally justified in reacting as he does. Or he might at least get away with it by saying, I felt threatened. So yeah, I fired, I mean, and you were you were part of this group. Cops have been getting away with that line for decades. Yeah, turns out the rest of the people can as well. And like we also mentioned earlier, uh, one thing is you know the legal ramifications ramifications in future incidents like this, but there's also the fact that Kyle Ritten, like you said, Kyle Rittenhouse is set for life, as long as he you know doesn't doesn't yeah as long as he doesn't say anything that pisses off the far right crowd he's going to be rich they're going to make movies about him they're going to he's going to write a book as long what the minute the second he learns to he read he might run for office the second he learns to read he's going to write a book and yeah he's going to show up on tv he's going to be a spokesperson he's going to be the poster boy for far right killers probably going to get a show on fox news yeah, I mean, Something similar. he's definitely going to be a guest speaker. I mean, he's already been on Tucker Carlson. And, uh, yeah, like, Tucker Carlson funded his defense and uh, recorded a documentary during the trial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's I, I, that going to do to the future of America when that kind of person is hailed as a hero by one yeah, side because and hated by the other? Now it's not only, like, you can get away with doing this, but... There's a seriously economic incentive for you to do this. Yeah, I mean, because we're not kidding when we say he's set for life. He's gonna, he's gonna be a millionaire, most likely. He's yeah. gonna be a fucking millionaire. I mean, there are people serving their entire life in the army. That's not even gonna make close to what he's gonna make in a couple of years. I'm so happy and horrified you brought up the army because imagine those people. Uh, the army, I mean, you learn trigger discipline and all that shit, but you don't learn morals. <laughs> That's something yeah. they actively <laughs> try to avoid. <laughs> you doing... Please be okay with shooting people. <laughs> yeah, that you're, you're brainwashed into becoming a soldier. You know, a killer. And Kyle Rittenhouse was a teenage, teenage piece of shit. Untrained, mostly. Can you imagine... Just imagine, there are 70 million people voted for Donald Trump and are part of that far-right, extremist, fuckwad, maniac group. Imagine how many of those people have military training. Now imagine the amount of those people who see this Rittenhouse case and realize that, hey, I'm comfortable killing people. I already hate these people. This kid got away with killing those people. I could do that. I have a possible solution to this. Uh, Matthew, we're trying to avoid encouraging mass murder of military. If you uh, okay, uh, let's hear it's, it, it's, it's actually better. Like <laughs> it's better. Than... All, all the left-leaning people just need to carry assault rifles. I can guarantee you, if there's one thing that gets conservative passing gun control quicker than you can say communist, it's left-leaning people with guns. Left. Left-leaning minorities, that would be mm. awesome. Like, in California, used to be a pretty open, free state when it came to guns. Then the Panthers started carrying, and yeah. holy shit, did they change the laws quickly. Yeah, I, I was going to bring up the Black Panthers too, because things happened fast once they yeah. started arming themselves. Like, if, if it wasn't Rittenhouse carrying guns that night in Kenosha, they would have changed that law during the night. And the thing is, uh, that idea, it, you know, when you say it, it sounds, you know, so kind of like a joke, but it really isn't. That's one thing they could do. The, uh, the people from the left showing up at these protests, if they showed up, you know, each and every one of them with a gun, 
that would that might deter some some of these far right extremists from trying something. Sure, but there are more than enough maniacs on that side of the spectrum for them to actually do something and fire at that crowd, even no matter how armed they are. Also, <laughs> ironically, then well, they would be legally okay to retaliate. Yeah. They would, of course, and if that happens, I mean, even if they show up, if a thousand people show up and all of them are carrying semi-automatics, that's legal. And if some nut job from the far right, uh, from, from the Proud Boys or something, uh, fires at them, then he's, I mean, he he's going to get away with it, but uh, that would, uh, you know, he would be the bad guy, to say it very simply. But all you need is one person on the left, acting like a maniac, like an idiot, and firing his gun when he shouldn't. And suddenly it's a fucking free-for-all. Like, a thousand people with a gun can gun down one single person from the right uh, and be justified. But if one person from the left fires his gun at someone else, and those people start firing back, and those the group he's part of starts firing back. I mean, when you get that, my point is, that became a messy explanation, but my point is, all you need is one moron with a gun willing to fire it, and you've got a free-for-all where everyone involved are both guilty and innocent and fucked. Uh, yeah, it, it's a mess. So, an armed society is a polite society, it's just, that's a lie. It's a fucking I mean, lie. it's a long time since America's been polite. Because, and I, I um, when I thought about this before we started recording, I was reminded of the, um, the debate about uh, Norwegian police and huh. whether they should be armed. This is precisely why I don't want them to be armed. <laughs> yeah, and I've had this talk before, you know, with you and others. And a surprising amount of our fellow Norwegians want the police to be, you know, perpetually armed. Yeah, there's a... I would argue there's a push here by the police and by some political parties to make that reality. It, yeah, absolutely. But a lot of people are recept receptive to it. I mean, a lot of... I mean, one you thing are the feed, idiots on the right, but... You feed them the right information, like, you know, talking about violence happening and that, oh, if the police would be armed, it, maybe it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean... I, <laughs> example. Like, like crime doesn't happen in America. Yeah, example, I, I asked, uh, I asked uh, a friend uh, if uh, he was comfortable, you know, hey, do you think the cops should be armed here in Norway? And he was like, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> and when I, yeah. you know, when do, I... Do, do you think the cops should be able to listen to all your phone recordings without a warrant? Yeah, yeah, why not? Like, yeah, no, no fuck you. Wrong. Get out of my private yeah, life. Same thing when I ask my mom. She's a pretty peaceful lady. She can be a moron, but she's a peaceful lady. And she was like, yeah, why not? And Because the last time we let them have guns, you know, just for like over a short period of time because of possible terror attacks. More than 50 accidental discharges. A police officer shot himself in a police station once. <laughs> but, but yeah, my, the... Because I started a discussion with them, you know, because I, I found it very strange that they would say that. Because, I mean, you had you had guns pointed at you by the police. Yes. Yeah, we're not going to go into details why. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. I, uh, I was cleared in the Fifth course Amendment. that Fifth all Amendment. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, he wasn't directly involved, but yeah, you were pretty close to getting shot. A bomb threat at his school. Uh, but anyway, uh, I've come upon police, uh, armed police here in Norway, you know, met them, and uh, yeah, at one point I was face to face, <laughs> I surprised a police officer who was loading her gun. Uh, well, lucky for you that they were loading it, because if you surprised it afterwards, we yeah. might not be doing this podcast right now. Yeah, it was, it felt iffy, and my point is, I have never felt less safe around a police officer than when I saw them with a gun on their hip, and the thing is, once that cop, that police officer is armed, that, that police officer is also a thousand times more anxious and a lot more, you know, stressed when it comes to, uh, when a situation occurs. Let's say a fight breaks out on the street. Uh, when a cop runs in to stop that situation and is unarmed, 
I'm pretty sure they are less scared than than if they had a weapon on them. Yeah, and I mean, we can we can look at the stats here because Norway, Sweden, Denmark, you know, they're pretty similar societies and they got the similar amount of population and police as well. In Denmark and Sweden, they carry guns and they use guns a lot more because our police may not be carrying guns at all times, but they can get guns fairly quickly if needed. Yeah. So we can look at, you know, the situation in which the police chooses to use lethal force, draw their weapons, get, you know, shooting in general. And I think it's about, it's either double the amount or four times the amount in Denmark and Sweden yeah, compared because, to Norway. Because once you're carrying that gun, you also have a responsibility to make sure that no one else handles that gun. The second you have that gun in your possession, there's a thousand times more responsibility on you to make sure that it doesn't, you know, go astray. Yeah, and then suddenly, you know, using your gun becomes part of the routine in what you're doing. Yeah, and... And there's a lot of police shit that doesn't really require a gun. But if you have it, you might approach it differently. Yeah, because take that example when you're breaking up a fight. Let's say one of the people in, involved in the fight lunges at you. If you're unarmed, you're going to defend yourself you know, with a baton or something, or just, you know, you're, you're going to defend yourself and try to incapacitate the person. But you're not going to try to kill them unless the person is, you know, going absolutely crazy. But if you're armed with a gun, you suddenly you have to make a very different evaluation of the situation. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident that any police officer in that situation is going to be a lot quicker to pull their weapon and use lethal force because you can't risk someone grabbing your gun. And yeah, you're going to be afraid. <laughs> you're carrying a deadly weapon on your hip. Very easily accessible. It's loaded and it's, its specific purpose is to kill things. And you might fuck up when you bend over and shoot somebody at the police station. And there's that. So, yeah. there. And also, <laughs> most importantly, here in Norway, there is no need for the police to be armed. There are very few situations that require a police officer to have a weapon readily available at their hip. They have the weapons in their cars. If they respond to a situation where lethal force may be necessary, then sure. Take your weapon and go. But if you're yeah, breaking up a fight or you know responding to domestic violence, something, whatever, you don't need your gun. And the ironic part is a lot of the arguments we hear now from police and the pro gun parties when it comes to you know policing the argument seems to be that like we need to give the police these tools at all times so they can deal with you know the criminal element but the criminal element are now dealing with the world if that the police show up they're probably not going to be armed unless yeah. they're doing some really specific shit if that changes and they will be armed at all times the tools required for a job as a criminal will change. And one thing is the fact that, you know, that will mean more violence between cops and criminals. That, you know, you could argue that, you know, if you're a law-abiding citizen, that doesn't matter. But that means that before, if criminals break into your home, he's not going to bother getting himself a gun. He knows that, you know, if he goes, gets arrested after having stolen all your shit, he's probably going to face more time for carrying an illegal firearm. Yeah. But if armed cops showing up now suddenly is, you know, a possibility he will deal with on a daily basis as part of his job, you know, criminal like it or not, it might not be a legal job but it is a job he'll have, you know, to protect himself, he'll get a gun and that means if you wake up during the night and that guy panics that's the difference between him running out of the house or punching you or putting three bullets in your chest yeah, and not just that, but that criminal element, those criminal elements, uh, criminals in general, if they start carrying guns, then any conflict between those criminals, like because there are there are a lot of inter interpersonal conflicts uh, in the criminal environment, uh, you know, lots of posing and beefing. They're not just friends. <laughs> They're not liking each other's posts on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a pretty hectic environment. Not a, not that I. I'm very familiar with that environment, but yeah, 
there's a lot of clashes. I and mean, if everyone's carrying a gun, don't you think that more people will pull their gun? You you're know? a teacher. You probably teach chemistry. I assume that, you know, that means you know about crime. <laughs> Jesse, shut up, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Say my name, Andy boy. You're goddamn right. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, moral of the story: mutual... guns are bad. Yeah, uh, you're only you're only propagating mutual aggression, mutual escalation. So, back to Rittenhouse, little soldier there. But uh, Rittenhouse, what else? Uh, yeah, I think this can have far-reaching consequences, like you said, uh, in future cases like this. And I think this will lead to more violence because. We also have to take into consideration that the far right, they have never been more strongly represented in the justice system in America. The Trump administration, they got through a lot of judicial appointments. Yeah. And that's starting to really show. I mean, even even the judge in this case, yeah, yeah, Judge I mean... Schroeder or what his name was, his phone rang during the middle of the, uh, the court, uh, the case. And do you know what his ringtone was? It was that, you know, the... the... It was the same fucking song, intro song, a uh, song that uh, Trump uses for his intros when he, you know, hobbles onto the stage. And, yeah, and he also... He has some questionable, like, rulings, I think, as well. Yeah, and he also, he um, uh, he forbid the uh, uh, the prosecution from referring to Rittenhouse's victims as victims. Yeah, because if you get shot, apparently that's... Not something you could be a victim of. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty wild fucking thing to do. And and not just that. He said that you cannot refer to them as victims, but you can refer to them as rioters or looters. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, and, loaded. Yeah, he didn't want because them to... Because if you, if you say that they can't be victims because it's not proven in a court of law yet that they're victims, it's not been proven in a court of law yet that they were rioting no. or were looting. Yeah, so he's a questionable guy. Uh, but that's the problem. He's not even close to being the only one. There are a lot of these people. And the Supreme Court in America is fucked up and loaded up with far-right assholes too. And Biden is fucking up more and more, so we're probably going to get four uh, more years of Trump. Fuck that guy. Trump is going to be back. Ugh. I know. Yeah. I'm getting a headache. Look forward to, like, Kyle Rittenhouse making a speech on behalf of Trump. Hmm. Oh, VP... Can you fucking imagine? Uh, uh, one last thing. Yeah. You thought you dodged my questions earlier, didn't you? When I asked, Hey, Matthew, uh, if, you, if you just disregard the legal stuff, how do you feel about him shooting those people? And you just went, Nah, I'm just going to ignore it and ask him something else and he's going to forget it, you fucking politician. Well, fuck it, we'll do it live! Matthew. Do you think Rittenhouse was right in shooting those people after, you know, after reviewing the videos? What are your personal feelings on it? <clears throat> Disregarding the, the law. My, just... my personal feelings are, if we were to philosophically talk about <laughs> it. <Motherfucker! laughs> no, um, I, I, I would argue that, you know, I would argue you could make a case for him. I, I would argue that you... There's a there's a clear You're case. Such a fucking politician. There's a case for you. I would him argue that that's. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah, ask. What's your opinion? You, you ask my opinion. Ah, okay. That's, you know, so it's coming. That's why I would. That's why I would argue it, and not you know. I, that's what I think the law is, or something else. Okay. No, I think that you know, he went there looking for trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, in every you know, how do you say it? You know, like if you cut off all the before and after parts. If you're as late in in every single incident, I think yeah. he gets off. But I think you know if you look at it as a you know a big picture thing, that's that should you know everything happens in a context. Yeah, and I think you know the context of you know Rittenhouse should mean that even though both incidents, when you know looked upon with a microscope, looked okay, if you look back they should look worse. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, you kind of have to isolate each shooting. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, how, you know, I mean, you're a, you're a teacher. 
I'm sure there's are or will be a situation where you come and like one kid suddenly you know beats another kid and technically one is in the right and one is in the wrong. But if you you know had been in you know the room and paid attention over like you know the day or you know several days, you'll realize you know that one of the kids has you know been fucking with that other kid, and then you know suddenly what's happening seems very different yeah we have those kids because those i mean you, you i think you talk about you know some incident like that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck those guys so you know <laughs> it's uh i feel that kind of applies here as well it's and and especially also i think you know the you know it's hard for me to say you know what i personally think about you know him bringing guns because i disagree with the laws as they're written in america but i Almost also feels like, you know, that there should be something to take him on. Like, I remember, you know, reading about that when this happened way back, and I haven't, you know, read anything about, you know, the legality of, you know, carrying guns across state lines in then. So I might, might remember shit wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, he was not allowed to own a gun, and you're also not allowed to take guns that you don't own across state lines or some shit like that. I think the thing was that his, his friend was the one who bought the gun and brought it across state lines because yeah. he traveled there with a friend, this Dominic twat, and he was the one who owned the gun and had the gun. And once they got to Wisconsin, I think that's when he supposedly handed the gun over to Rittenhouse, you know, legally. And I think in Wisconsin, he's in the clear when it, I'm not really sure, but yeah. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, but uh, I mean, maybe, maybe they can't take him or something like that. But, but, you know, it's when somebody who is not legally allowed to have that kind of a gun. I mean, I think you should like, I'm not saying that, you know, this kid hasn't been to the ranch before and, you know, shot a few rounds. But I feel like if you're not legally own, uh, legally able to own a gun like that, you're also not, even though it like the the the... To, to drive in Norway, you need to be 18, and I think it's similar in Norway, 16 in America. Yeah. But, like, if we were to leave from Norway when we were 17, we couldn't just, you know, get a car in America without, you know, getting a driver's yeah, license. We're still subject it, to Norwegian it, it, laws. It, 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 would, it would be really weird if we could just go to America and then just drive without anything. And I feel like, you know... And this is something I never understood about America, that, like, they don't have a problem with you needing to, you know, getting a license for a car and having that registered. Or and wearing a seatbelt. Ha having that taken away if you don't use it responsibly. But, you know, when it comes to guns... I mean, I know Second Amendment, protecting yourself, all of that kind of shit, but, you know, it's still, you know, a piece of equipment that if you don't are able to use it responsibly, you're a danger to society. But hey, how am I gonna feel safe walking down the street without my bazooka? Come on! Yeah, but why can't I drive a tank? But, but I'm gonna make this easier for you. Let's say he traveled to Wisconsin without a weapon at all. Then he found a gun on the street. Then all that shit happens. Uh, I mean, how do you feel? My 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 point that I was going to was yeah, that... yeah but you're still you're still going around because the he, him even if he was fully in the clear, you know, carrying a gun across state lines, all that shit. He could still be in the wrong or in the right when it comes to the shootings themselves. Uh, like, oh, I have responded for his shootings already. Yeah, but what was the response? Well, I said, you know, if you look at... look at He said he was in the clear, but that sounds like you're saying it in a legal way. Do you think... If that was you in that situation... Yeah, yeah Do I, you think you would have felt justified in killing those people? Uh, probably. That's... Okay. Uh, it's, I can it's, accept that it's, answer. It's hard to, you know... Like it's hard to say. Would, you would I there, have, would I have tried to you know kept running besides the cars? Would I like how would I would act? But I, but I would say that they are, you know, if you look at you know if you remove everything from the situation, it's it, yeah, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to it's hard to you know say like if if he's not going to shoot at that moment when is when is he supposed to shoot? But I also think that you know if you look back on it, it it looks like you know somebody almost wanted to be in that situation. Probably not. As much as he wanted to when he was there, but it it's kind of like you know one thing is. I think if you end up in a fight with somebody and like you know like I said earlier, it's a difference between no matter what you do in the fight. If you were looking for a fight before, that changes it as opposed to if you weren't. Hmm. Uh, and I think 
he was definitely looking for a fight. And I would also argue the fact that, you know, if you had grown up in a state where you were not considered old enough to own this kind of weapon, you shouldn't be considered responsible using it in another state. Mm. Yeah, I think there are two, because like you said, he was looking for a fight. Yes and no is what I would say to that, because I think he was looking for a fight all the way up until he got separated from his fellow assholes. Once he was separated from them, and you see it clearly in all the videos, and you hear it in the testimony, uh, he he got scared, and he was retreating. He was in full retreat. He was running away from these people. And at that point, he was not looking for a fight. So there are two separate situations and two separate mi- two different mindsets that he was in. I believe fully that when he was, you know, standing in that car lot and, uh, you know, talking shit and, yeah, with his group. Waving his gun. Yeah, I think he was hoping for an excuse to kill someone. Uh, but I, when he was being chased, he was not in any way looking for a conflict. I think he was scared shitless and just wanted and, to get to safety. And I would argue that one of the most surprising thing, and I, I think I said that earlier, that is that the mob didn't eat him alive. Like, yeah, well, you know, there's. Would you risk it jumping on a person who just killed two people in front of you? I mean, sure, but you know, of all the people who charges him, they're fairly mild on him. Like, there's a fly kick here, there's a, you know, a smack with a skateboard. I'm not saying those things aren't hard, but if you're charging a guy that's armed and have just shot that weapon. Yeah, but they didn't have any other weapons. Like, why do you think that guy had a skateboard? Because he wasn't allowed to own a gun. And didn't want any charges. I mean, he, he wasn't carrying that skateboard to use it for skating. Like, using a skateboard as a weapon is a pretty normal thing in, you know, street fights and shit. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had that skateboard maybe for fast travel, maybe. But, uh, but, but still, if they just didn't have any other weapons, then, yeah, kicking a guy or trying to hit him with a skateboard, those were the ve- weapons they had available. And I'm pretty sure that if... Yeah, if he hadn't been able to shoot at those people, I'm pretty sure they would have beat the shit out of him. Maybe killed him. And yeah. And then they would have been here and they would have been gotten off from self-defense. Because yeah, that's probably. apparently how this law works. Yeah, it's messed up. It's a fucking mess. And yeah, I mean, this is basically the theme, the running theme of the show, but I'm, I'm worried about the future of America, man. Uh... I give it Less than a decade before the entire country collapses. It's going to be a mess. So, anything else? I think we, we, we walked around it now. Yeah, I think we covered most of it. I think we, um, we pissed off all the people on the left and all the people on the right. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have any fans. <laughs> they would leave us. If, if, if we had any subscribers on Twitter, that would be over after this. Mom, please don't unsubscribe. Mom! <laughs> Okay. Uh, I guess we should just finish by saying that, yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse seems like a piece of shit, but he's free and he's going to be a millionaire. Mm. And yeah, I can only hope that he sees justice. Whatever that may be. I'm just going to let that hang. Probably a good idea. Okay, guys. Later. Bye.